Marcus, I got a question for you. Is it just me, or does it seem to you like the lives of a lot of good people are just sideways these days with one thing or another? Or is that just my inbox? Is that just because I'm a counselor type guy and I get those kinds of things? John, that's really interesting. What comes to mind is I wish I could take a screenshot of my current text messages, of my current to-do list, and my current inbox, and, and just kind of show people. What would it show? Oh, it would show an alarming percentage of really good people that love God and are seeking after his kingdom. And I would even name like, when I say good, I mean mature disciples, people that have been yeah, in it folks. for a while. Totally. And it would show a significant percentage of people. You know, I just, I don't want to be the boy that cried wolf mm. or chicken little, you know, I really don't. Yeah. I have a rosy outlook on life yes. for the most part. And I'm looking forward to my week and looking forward to the weekend. I, I'm a positive person, but it just seems like a lot of stories coming our way from really solid folks is chaos, crisis, you know, different things going on in their worlds. And I think that's really relevant to today's podcast. I think this is going to help a lot of folks. Friends, welcome to the conversation. John Eldridge, Morgan Snyder here, the Ransomed Heart Podcast. If you were listening last week, you heard a message that I gave here at a church in town in which I was talking about what we need is more of God, what any person needs regardless of their pressing need, if it's financial or physical, emotional, relational, guidance, help, direction, provision, you know, it's more of God. Or let me at least say that more of God would sure do a lot of good in that circumstance. Mm, there you go. <laughs> right? And in the podcast last week, if you did not tune in, I was talking about if more of God is what we need, then you would think that we would structure our lives, we would kind of arrange our day to those things that provide us more of God. Mm. And so then I went on to describe, where's your sacred space? Got to have sacred space in your day and those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And when do you say goodbye to technology? And where's worship in your life? And those, you know, I was just trying to lay out some very, very tangible things. Right. Because in the message last week, in the podcast, what I said was, if it's not simple, mm -hmm. and it's not accessible, and it's not sustainable, we're not going to do it. Mm. It's just, I don't, I don't care how inspiring the message is. You know, you can have people tell you what you really ought to be doing is putting away 16% of your income right now. Because if you do in five years, and if it's not simple, and yeah. that's not accessible, and that's not sustainable, we're not going to do it. Yes. We're just not. People can tell you about health things. They can tell you about workout things. If you would just... If it's not simple and it's not accessible to us and it's not sustainable, we're not, we don't do it. We don't do it, okay? So here was my experience last week, blank stares. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking about the lights in your face at no, an auditorium. No, there was, I mean, of course, there were wonderful people, yes. very supportive. I don't mean that. I could just feel in the room the dial tone. I could just feel the, you want me to do what? Like, oh, you know, just 
people checking out left and right of like, oh, this isn't the kind of mess that I was I was hoping to get today. You're, you're actually inviting me to change the yes. practices of my life yeah. to arrange for those things that bring a greater portion of God, a greater experience. John, as opposed to what? Just to be clear, what is it that you feel like people would rather have, to be honest? Ease. Mm. Ease and the zap. <laughs> I'm thinking of those fly swatters with batteries. No, no. I think I think people want more of God. I think they're aware yes. that what they need is more of God. But I honestly think the way we behave yes. is that that is just kind of providential. Yeah, he just sort of zaps you once in a while, and you just get favor, or you get blessing, or you get more of God, or you have a better day, and and it's sort of up to him. Yes, you know, if we're going to experience God, it's he's just going to have to do it. There's not much we do yes. to provide for. I think I think that's it. I think yeah. it's human nature. Yeah. I think it's path of least resistance. And well, and it, it's the culture too, right? It's the Starbucks model of I get exactly what I want when I want it, and so we've been trained to expect just order it and get it, and if you don't get it, you're disappointed. Well, I think it's more than that. Mm. I think I was having a really interesting conversation with Sam about this the other day. I think what we've actually constructed in the West is a culture and a medical system and a world that can pretty much rescue you from a lot of your mistakes. Like, you can live sloppy, but we've got some drugs that'll get rid of that cholesterol, right? You can live sloppy, mm. but we have some drugs that'll put you to sleep at night. You can take Ambien or whatever, and we'll we'll make sure you get a night of sleep, even though you're living terribly, right? Mm. You don't need to exercise. You can come in and and we can, you know, give you this, that, or the other thing and rehabilitate your health in a panic situation. Yes. Right? See what I'm saying? Yes, I do. It's like we've created a, a world to spare us from consequences. And I think that's just added to this. Anyway, it was crickets, man. It was <laughs> it was crickets. And now, by way of contrast, I want to tell you another story. And I think this was the kindness of God to me. I think he knew he kind of had to catch my heart. And so I was invited to and had, you know, agreed weeks ago to be on a, a different podcast this week. It's called Justice and the Inner Life. And it's by a guy named Jed, who's deeply involved in the justice movement for vulnerable children. And wonderful organization, great work, and it's it's trying to facilitate all kinds of, you know, foster adoption, mm -hmm. make that process easier, you know, from the foster system into an actual adoptive situation, et cetera. And deep hearts for vulnerable children mm -hmm. in the world, all over the world. But what he started this podcast because what he realized was folks who actually do that, like they sacrifice their life to take in a couple of foster children or they adopt from a bad scenario overseas or here, you know, they, they are intervening with their own lives. I mean, mm. they're opening their homes up. Mm. What he was finding was that those folks were burning out drying up, mm. popping, bombing, and in need of encouragement, support, help. And so he started a podcast to encourage them. I just love God. He's like, what you need is more of God. Yes. And so what you need to do is arrange your day <laughs> so that you do those things where you can find more of God. So 
He's like, John, what do, what do you suggest for this? Beautiful. And I'm like, oh, baby, you are in my wheelhouse. That's beautiful. <clears throat> anyway, this week's our follow-up podcast is partly in compassion and partly just in recognition of reality. Nonetheless, nonetheless, what people push back with is, you, you don't understand my life. Hmm. I do not have time for Sabbath. I do not have time for a quiet time or to study the scriptures. Are you kidding me? I'm a single parent. Can I tell you about my day? Mm. You know, I'm up at 5 a.m. And, and I get it. I get it. I get it. I just want to say I know the current situation is that most people are insanely pressed. They're busy. They're hard-pressed. There's crisis. And you said something to me several months ago about micro practices, mm -hmm. micro practices, mm -hmm. micro disciplines, things that fit into a life that other things don't fit yes. into. And I want to talk about yes, that because great. I just want to answer people and go, yes, you can. Yes. Like, it's available. Yes. And I'm not asking you to start with 40 day fast yes. and, and reading through the Old Testament and, you know, <laughs> you know, an hour of worship every morning yeah. and evening. Like that's actually, we're not trying to set up that standard, yes. folks. We think that there are things you can do to access more of God. Absolutely. And so welcome back and let's chat about that. That's great. What did you mean by micro practices? That's so great, John. Well, I think first by way of response to what you're saying, I'm just kind of watching my soul and I'm connecting a few dots where there's this correlation and I'm just kind of putting this idea together. That inbox picture, that text screenshot is true. There's also a correlation with quite a few of those people tend to live from big thing to big thing, right? Some big spiritual target, whether it's a big trip or a retreat. Killer conference. Absolutely. Yep. And those things in this culture are simply not enough to sustain us, mm -hmm. right? The spiritual life, it's, it's a life lived in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of micro practices, that idea was birthed out of the reality of a decade of, of young kids where it was diapers and it was sleepless nights. It was what you are describing, where there was not the luxury of a day alone with God and then they're not the luxury of an hour with yep. God. And yep. so for me, what I would say is kind of almost a definition of any practice, any spiritual practice that aligns me with the reality of God and his kingdom that's 10 minutes or less. But what I want to say, and that's just a general guideline, but what I want to say is often it's far less than 10 minutes. Yes. But I kind of have this bucket, this category of if it's less than 10 minutes, it falls into a micro. And often it's one minute, it's three minutes, but it's something I can do because the beauty of 10 minutes, the beauty of three minutes is anyone can find that. Anyone can carve that into their life if that's what they truly want. You know, like Dave Ramsey says in his financial models, the, the first baby step of save $1,000, he says it's the hardest and the easiest. It's the easiest because anyone, for the most part, has $1,000 worth of crap they could sell and store yes. a thousand bucks. Yeah. But it's the hardest because you have to change your thinking. So over, I would say, the last 15 years, more and more, I've cultivated 
daily practices that are very short, but in the moment can align me back to the spiritual life right here, right now, union with God, and, and just the reality of his kingdom right in my story. Okay. So let's swap notes. Okay. Because as you and I swap notes, mm-hmm. we're going to bless a lot of people with some creative ideas of stuff that is simple. Yes. And accessible. That's great. And sustainable. That's great. I'm going to go first. Okay, super. Because I got one that I bet you don't do. Okay. All right. I have a stick on my desk. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell a story about a stick on my desk. I have a desk. stick on my desk. I found this stick on a walk the other day. And I like it because I like the smoothness of the wood. The bark has been rubbed off by weather and seasons and stuff. And all that's left is very smooth wood. So yes. I like holding it. Yes. I like the feel of it. Mm. Here's the rescue. Most of my day is actually spent in front of screens. As much as I am a wilderness guy, and that's where I come alive, and that's where I thrive, and oh my gosh, if I could get to the mountains, if I could get to the ocean. But gang, that's actually really rare. Mm. That is my vacation time. Mm. That is my Sabbath time, but that's not my daily. I spend a lot of my day in front of a screen, just like you do. Mm. I'm either writing things, or I'm responding to things, or recording things. And so what I've come to realize is and there's a ton of research on this, by the way, I need reality. I need the real Mm. as opposed to the artificial. And so I have a stick on my desk, and I will just pick this stick up, and I will just play with it for three minutes. That's great. I'll just look at it, tap it, play with it, because I'm touching something that is real again. I'm not looking at a screen. I'm not listening to, you know, Muzak or piped in this or that. I'm, you know— the television's not blaring at me. Mm. I'm just, it's a quiet moment where I am engaging something from nature. Mm. I'm engaging the real. Mm. Okay, now you play a card. John, it just, I have to put a little footnote there. It is really helpful to hear John Eldridge say he spends most of his day in front of a computer. People don't believe that. People think you spend most of your day riding horses. Some do, right? Because you are a wilderness guy. So what I so appreciate is, I mean, I hear you saying, this is my struggle too. And this is an antidote that works, that keeps me rooted in God. Totally. I love it. I have to have these Mm. rescues. Mm. I need rescues. I'm not talking about spiritual disciplines. That phrase never turned my crank. Yes, yes. Years ago when Foster came out with his great book, Celebration of Discipline. Yes. I hated the title. I'm like, I'm not celebrating that. <laughs> right. right? I, not interested. Oh. Okay. Now celebrating I'm celebrating weight loss. Right. Now I'm desperate. Yes. It's just, let's just yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, I need more of God. I need him more now than uh. I've ever needed him. And I need more of him now than I've ever needed him. And so these little things we're going to talk about, gang, this, this isn't like because we are essentially monastic heroes. Yes. yes. This is because we're desperate. Yes. That's so good. Okay, so in preparation for this time, I just, I felt like the Spirit said, just look at your last 24 hours. This is just like, what's really, really current? So here's an example. Last night, early evening, spent some time with a with an ally, a guy I've, I've logged a lot of miles with, and um, probably 15 years, and God's done some deep stuff. And now he's right at the precipice of the really deep stuff. It's like he's done the soul work to realize, wow, I need to excavate. And he was naming 
man, there's some big shifts. Generate like God's trying to change a generation in my life and in my wife's life. And we were sitting outside, which we try to do as many meetings, as many conversations hmm. I can do outside. So I'll just name that. It was cold. We're bundled up, but I'd rather be somewhere real. And there was a moment where he turned to me and he said, I need to thank you for this. You're the one that showed me this path. And full disclosure, where I go with that immediately is diminishment and dismissal. In my spirit, I'm feeling like, oh, God's trying to say something. But in my flesh, I go, nah, you blow that off. It's uncomfortable. It's vulnerable. And minimize it, right? And mm. so I say, thank you. And, and I feel the tug of war. So we leave the conversation. I jump in my truck. Here's the micro practice. Anytime I meet with someone outside, whether we're doing a bike ride or having a conversation, what I notice, first thing you do, you jump in your truck and you check your phone. You check out what's blown up while I spent this hour. Away. Exactly. Yeah. I unplugged for an hour yes. and I need to check. And it's mostly what went wrong, right? And the micro practice is pause. Ask God what he wants to say about that last conversation. And I'm talking about 30 seconds, 20 seconds before I disengage from this experience and get distracted in my soul by the busyness of the world or even good things of the world. You know, Sherry says, hey, I need you home 30 minutes ago. Instead, it's God, what do you want to say to mm. me? Father, what is your interpretation mm. of this experience, of this story? Mm. And right there, I pause and the father said, I want you to see you as I see mm. you. Wow, beautiful. And I was a moment away from just losing the treasure. And God was teeing it up. God was providing the food. God was providing access to the kingdom. And I would miss it. And I am talking about 30 seconds max. But the practice of after the conclusion of an experience, a conversation, an activity, a choice, a day before I walk in my house, God, what do you want to say to me? Back to swapping notes here. I'm trying to do that in between stuff in the day. So mm -hmm. our days are very full, meetings, recordings, you know, just all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. going on. And in my former life and in my false self, the mode was blast, mm. just blast. And if you happen to get done with, you know, your one o'clock meeting didn't go for an hour and you had 10 extra minutes, man, I'd use it. Oh, you can get more stuff done. Get more done. Um, and what I'm trying to do now, I'm, I'm riffing off what you yes. just said, is between things. Yes. Between that phone call and even turning back to my email, between my email and walking into a meeting, coming out, just the pause that separates these things. Just pause at my desk. Yes. And then at the end of the day, you know, the temptation was rush home because there's a bunch of stuff to get done there. No. Pause. And I was still at work, and I was still at my desk, but I wasn't doing it. Mm. Just put my feet up on my desk, leaned back in my chair, and just for a couple minutes, mm. I just did nothing. Mm. So I like this pause thing. And John, I just want to reflect back to you. I see a significant change in you as this thing is cultivated in you. I really do, because 
the more you pause and the more you connect back with God, not, not just as a general, I am a Christian, but instead I am in God right now. Yes. I see you make different decisions nice. and I see that atmosphere yes. invade yes. the atmosphere around you, including my life. Yes. Okay. So more micro practices. Okay from the last 24 hours. Okay, so a couple more come to mind at home. So I was thinking, got home last night and two practices, you know, young kids, Abigail's 10, Joshua's 13. And Abigail started the guitar three weeks ago. (laughs) She loves it. And she plays like a person who learned the guitar three weeks ago. She knows four chords. And... I'm aware when I go home, I'm mostly fighting the frustration that I'm tired, right? I I brought home less energy than I wanted to. I'm reaching for relief. And here's what I've learned. The micro practice of delight, of pausing to just delight in what is, not the regret of what wasn't Mm. or the worry about what ought to be or should be tomorrow. So I sat... Yeah, I put my phone in our little electronics vault. We have a room where we just stash that stuff so it doesn't rule us when we get home. And I sat in a chair and I poured a beer and I watched her play four chords. And it was like four minutes, but she was beautiful. Mm. She was nourishing me. And I could just feel the father's delight over her the father's delight of me delighting over her. Mm. It was four minutes, but there's so many things more productive. Mm. And there were things that needed to be done. Joshua needs help with science fair. Sherry needs help cooking dinner. And instead, the practice Mm. of delight. Mm. Another practice, so we shift over to dinner. And dinner, I think when everyone brings home their tiredness and just even being disconnected, Dinner can easily get stolen. And it's one of the rare moments of kind of the connection of our little tribe, the Mm. the first expression of our church, Sherry and myself and our two children. And we have, we started this with this term celebration stories on Friday nights, where Friday night is pizza night and we tell celebration stories. And it's migrated to, we don't just need that Friday night. We need that every night. We're going to pause the drama and we're going to pause what's Mm. next and we're going to pause what's not going well. And we are each going to tell some kind of story Mm. of how we experience God today. Something short, something simple, but where did you encounter God? Like where did something really miraculous happen in the simple dailies today? And everyone gets to Mm. say something. This is where I I experienced God's goodness. This is where God came through. This is where I had incredible joy. And you feel the atmosphere shift and it's short, it's little. This isn't like deep processing. Sherry was going to Women at the Well and Stacy was speaking and we were running late and Sherry chose to engage for 10 minutes wholeheartedly for our celebration stories. And then she she had to go. And she was a bit late to the gathering. Yeah. But we got it. Yeah. This isn't an hour and a half dinner. Not at all. Right? These are micro practices. Mm -hmm. These are small things that are accessible to us in the day. Back to the podcast I recorded last week with Justice in the Inner Life. He was talking about, look, a lot of our parents that listen to this are either foster parents or adoptive parents, and they have blended families, and they do not have 
time. I mean, there's just there's a lot of demands yes. in those years. And what I said was, I bet that there is a moment at the end of your evening that you can take back. Mm. I bet there, there's a time when the kids are in bed or they're reading in their rooms or you know things have quieted down. And what we typically do at that moment is we either go back to our technology, mm-hmm. let me just answer a couple more emails, or we go to our medication. Mm. And I said, instead, you could actually grab that. You could grab those few moments, just moments, mm. in, in the end of the day. And it's what I've tried to do Yes. Now. So I engage with the family, do what I need to do. But at the end, 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 end of the day, so now this is right before bedtime, I'll go back into my office and I'll sit in my chair and I'll just give myself a few minutes and it's read a little something. Can I confess what I, what I do half the time? Yeah, it's okay, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> the little the little number puzzles. Yes. Am I saying it right? That Sudoku? is really funny. Okay. I just can't believe you're saying it. Okay, what's hysterical? It's because it's so other from my day. Yes. It, yes. It, it, I just sit or I'll journal yes. a little bit or I'll listen to some music. And I just the end of the day, like I can grab those moments mm. actually. They really are available. There's no meetings. There's no phone calls. Like by the end of the day, I'm talking 9, 10 p.m., you know, I can still get five minutes. Yes. I can get 10 minutes there. That's so great. And the difference of just settling down for a moment, reading a magazine, looking at something I enjoy, saying some prayers, oh my goodness. Like I can just feel my day kind of falling off of me. Mm. And then I go to bed in a more rested place yes. rather than going to bed into a stress place. Mm. Okay, your turn. Oh, okay, so I'll give one that's it's kind of the yin and yang of that. So yes to end of days, and I will confess, I'm a morning person through and through. I am at my best in the morning. I'm at my worst during the evenings. And so what I have learned is there are windows that do open up, like you mentioned, because things get canceled. And the infilling, the temptations to fill those with productivity. Just fill it. Just fill it. And we all have 50 things to fill it. So what I've done, and I've done this for a a long time, but it's more fruitful now than ever because of culture, is I carry the scriptures with me everywhere I go. I I carry a backpack and I carry a hard copy, not the digital Bible on my phone. There's a time for that. I have four Bibles on my phone, but that's different because you can't read Psalm 23. He leads me beside still waters and he restores my soul when your phone's getting blown (laughs) up with your your friends and your wife's (laughs) drama, right? Like that's not still waters. But I'm always sneaking a little time because Mm -hmm. when it opens up, the Spirit's shown me that's the moment. So it might be mid-morning. It might be over lunch. It mm. might be early afternoon where I get 10 minutes, where I get four minutes. Mm. And there are different places in the scripture that I'm just living in for a while. And this isn't my program of reading through the Bible. This isn't my ought to. This is actually a, I want to be nourished yeah. by God. Take a drink. So I keep it with me. And then another piece of it that's just, it's funny. These feel just like personal little secret places, right? Where I have this camp chair and 
It's not a Crazy Creek, which was the chair of my 20s where you can put on your backpack. And it's not a Cabela's Camp chair that you bring to the soccer That's game. That's the chair of your 50s. That's the chair of my by 50s. The way. <laughs> this is the chair of my 40s. It is a REI Camp chair that I can put in my pack, but it has a frame and you stretch it out and it's really comfortable, but it's really portable. It lives in my truck. It's always in my truck. And I have all sorts of little secret places around town that are like 50 yards away from my truck, 100 yards. Sometimes it's just where I can park my truck, where I can be in the sun and be blocked by traffic. And I have morning places to catch the sun and I have lunch places and I have eating places. And I'm not going to tell you guys any of those places Mm -hmm. because they're my secret places. And it's a time to just get 15 minutes. It's a time to get three minutes. And Mm. and when I have 15 minutes, it might be reading scripture as an example. If I have three minutes, I will set up that chair and I will just breathe. Yes. And I will sit in the sun. Mm. And and for me, you know, I'll risk melanoma for the cost of vitamin D therapy and just receiving light literally on my skin. Mm -hmm. And so that's an example of it's very small, but that chair entices me. It says, stop on your way home. It says, grab, grab five minutes, sit outside between my house and my work and just breathe in the fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tag. So what I do is walk around the building. Okay. This is my other thing to pause. It takes me 90 seconds, gang. This is a micro discipline, but it works. Walk out the front door, take a left, walk down the sidewalk, go around the building, take another left, walk through the back, take another left. Okay, you got the idea? 90 seconds, right? I can slow it down to three minutes. That's all it takes. It it literally is like a reboot. And again, I think so much of it in our world is engaging the real, meaning the created world, meaning nature, that you don't have to go to the wilderness. You can walk outside and just look at the trees. You can get into the real. You can smell what's going on. Yes. And if it's a rainy day, you get to smell all that. And if it's a sunny day, you get the warmth. And just walk around the building. That's great. And I'll do that a couple times a day, if I can. In the morning, in the afternoon, just pause, stop what I'm doing, walk outside, walk around. Microdiscipline, God is all over it for me. Everyone has a place they can walk outside for a few minutes, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, you I, totally can. The first couple of times I saw you do laps, I thought, is he losing his marbles? <laughs> I just saw him 30 <laughs> seconds ago. He's doing another lap. Now I get it. Yeah. Oh, John. Yeah. Uh, Friends, do you, do you hear the spirit of this? And you hear the laughter. You hear our joy in it. This stuff is simple. Yes. This stuff is accessible. This stuff is sustainable. The things that we're describing have a cumulative effect. Is it amazing in that 90 seconds? Probably not. Is it amazing in those three minutes? Probably not. But I'll tell you what, the cumulative effect of doing that through a week, you find more of God. It's healing for your soul. And as I was explaining in the podcast last week, What all of these practices are designed to do is create some sacred space in your life, literally one minute in your car. Yes. Sacred space in your life and sacred space in your soul. We're talking, these are soul breaks. Hmm. 
My soul is not being asked to perform any function. And by creating sacred space and and sacred soul space, you are creating room for God to come. And he will come. Like he comes, right? He does. He comes. It's so simple. And over time, like you do it for a week, you can feel it. You do it for three weeks. Holy cow, you start literally getting, quote, addicted to it. Hmm. I mean, you you want it. Right, you find life there. You find life there. And you do this over six months, it's literally transformative. Yes. Right? Microdisciplines, totally accessible to every person. So by way of example, one last story, at least from me, we were at Joshua's first lacrosse practice about a month ago for this season. And he's new to lacrosse and this is his second year and it was day one. And the trainer was kind of sizing up these kids with the coaches and they finish practice with this plank. So they have about 20 kids all holding their plank. And this trainer's walking around between them with a stopwatch, just seeing how long they can hold this plank, an elbow elbow plank. And I'm watching through the glass in the workout area with the rest of the parents and, and all the coaches are in there, about six coaches. And you're just watching these kids just like start, you know, going down. And yeah. one at a time, 20 goes down to 10 goes down to about six and there's some pretty strong kids left and I'm looking and Joshua's one of them. And and this is his first day with new team, new kids, new coach, and now it's down to three. And they're at like five minutes. What? And then it's down to two. And Joshua's just, you know, head to head with this kid. And now at this point, there's two kids and all these trainers and coaches. And finally, the other kid drops. And Joshua's somewhere in six minutes. And now they're all circle around him. And they just keep saying, like, go, go, go. And he got to like seven minutes and 15 seconds. And it was a great moment in parenting. But here was the key. So we leave practice. And I was like, Joshua, what was the deal? And he looked at me just kind of like non-eventful. And he said, dad, about six weeks ago, I decided I want to have strong abs. And he's been training in general, but he got this little YouTube video of Million Dollar Hoy 10-minute ab workout. And he started doing it every day, every day for six weeks. And I didn't know, I saw him doing Mm. some abs, but I didn't know he was doing Mm. this. But it was only because of those Mm. six weeks at 10 minutes a day, Mm. because there were kids in that room stronger than him. There were kids in that room faster than him, but there was no kid in that room that for the last six weeks focused on this. And that night after he went to bed, I paused and I felt like the spirit said, what Joshua modeled for you in the micro practice of the physical exercise, that's what I can do for you spiritually. Mm. There is soul strengthening available in the small pieces. Ah, it's just so hopeful. It's so hopeful. I have a terrible plank. <laughs> Mine's like 45 hey, seconds. We can practice for 30 <laughs> seconds right now, buddy. You and me. But gang, here's the thing. Let me just take it back to the heart of all this. We need more of God, friends. Oh my gosh. We need more of God, every last one of us. We need more of God. More of His love, more of His presence, more of His sustaining grace. We need more of God. And you can access that, actually. That is available 
if you will create these spaces and if you'll take up these practices or, or ones similar yes. to them. And this was just a handful of, of examples of how simple and accessible and sustainable this stuff can be. So, offered in love, you've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with John Aldridge and Morgan Snyder. <laughs>